I don't know about Gwyneth Paltrow as an actress anymore. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I just can't. I feel like she does the same thing all the time, and I'm tired of it. Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going great. I feel like 2020 is the year that we figure out a different way to start it, but I don't know what it is. I feel like our fantastic listeners might get sick of my singing voice as well at some point, so I really like to uh, change my version of that before we lose people (laughs) to the sing-songy voice that I tend to have. It's but it's so you. But like, what could be the difference? Like, how know. could we? We don't want to start with like, I'm awful. How are you? It's hard. We'll come up with something. Maybe we'll just launch right into updates. We'll just skip the how are yous. Let's, let's try it. Let's do that. <laughs> so, Bron, what's your update? <laughs> 2020 is the year that I'm going to revisit my budget. Wow. Or it's now 2020 and I'm revisiting my budget. You know what's so funny is I feel like when you have updates like this, I interestingly don't hear about the fall off the bandwagon moment. I just hear about the I'm getting back I'm on back the on. bandwagon. Because I think the same was with the gym when you were like, I'm getting back to the gym. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I missed when we walked away from the gym for a little bit, which is totally fine. Take the time you I'm need. I'm back on the gym bandwagon. Right on the gym. And now we're getting back in the budget wagon. Yeah, I uh, I think obviously for most people after the holidays is like a, we need to get our lives in check. Uh, that's really where I'm at right now. But sure. mostly because I hit a goal and then I didn't have another goal like, you know, six months ago. I was like, yay, I did it. And then I didn't really like know where to go from there, mm-hmm. which is really irresponsible. So then I spent... <laughs> some extra cash that I had because I was like, ooh. You do have some really beautiful new pieces. I had <laughs> I had to, like, level up. I'm not I'm, mad about it. I'm, I'm 31 now. I like them. <laughs> and they'll last a lifetime. They will actually yeah. last a lifetime. By nature of the warranty that came with some of them, they... Like, actually. They will yeah. last a lifetime. <laughs> um, some of these things were, like, very necessary upgrades. So, <laughs> that being the case, I have everything that I need. So, let's... Get back into saving mode, and 2020 is all about. It's a new year, new goals. Yep. Um, this one's a big one that we're gonna have to work toward. We're putting money down on future homes, home life Woo! scenario, TBD on what what the whole thing looks like. But it does require a bit of a budget minded mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. Some some more spending limitations incremental goals all of that kind of stuff but it's uh it's kind of like the uh college saving where it's like you chip away and all of a sudden you're like but it's the opposite instead of like paying down thirty thousand dollars it's like saving up you're you're paying up (laughs) literally (laughs) i like that and i like you know sometimes we all have moments where we intentionally walk away because I and I maintain this way of thinking even understanding that budget equals freedom I get that I I subscribe to that way of thinking but I also subscribe to the way of thinking that like budgeting all the time well I feel very lucky that I don't have to budget so hard all the time I'm always very aware of it Mm -hmm. but the times that I'm like really really on top of it are exhausting and I know that's like, and I and I acknowledge in in no you know in no funny way that that is a privilege to be able to say that. 
But at the same time, like when you're watching every penny that's spent and knowing that you have stuff that you're like, and now that afterpay is a thing. Have you heard about this? Huh? Afterpay, you can split down uh, a thing that you want to buy into four payments oh, over a certain yes. amount of time. And I haven't taken advantage of it because I'm terrified of like what that will do to my psyche. Because I'm like, oh, I can split it down into four payments. That seems doable. So I feel like when you're budgeting so hard for a while, you do like look up and you're like, oh, there's a world out there. <laughs> like there's stuff I want to do and things I want to buy. Yeah, because I I think about it and we've talked about this before in past episodes where it's like you're really into it. You're really focused. You sh- shift the way that you're doing. You get into the like flow of it and then like you achieve the goal or you keep working toward the goal. But you, ha- you get like more in the flow of what that looks like. Yep. So you can like bring your head up a little bit and and breathe some fresh air and be like oh I don't have to be like super budget minded and then sometimes you like let go of a few things oh yeah but then you always have to come back I think it's always important to reevaluate like I've I've been in a space where I'm very lucky to like have been able to be a little bit flexible with the way that I've structured my budget and so to be able to come back and say okay it's time to reevaluate again it's it's nice to be able to look at like where am I at? Where was I at before? Where am I at now? And what are the things that can kind of shift around and, and like letting myself still have freedom to like do the things that I enjoy to do, like go out and have delicious wine beverages and meals with my friends, but also making sure that I'm working toward a super big, exciting goal. Very true. They, there, there's an and also you Mm -hmm. can have both for sure. That's the mode of life I want to live. Yeah. Sounds nice. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. I'm excited to hear updates around this for uh, the next year. And uh, I'll be checking in. I will <laughs> I will be sure to keep you in the loop. What's your update? I am not always a fan of Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. There are episodes that I start and don't finish because I get bored. Or there are episodes that I'm just like, mm, that person seems problematic. So I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. But uh, every probably four to five that are released are people that I really want to hear their story. I appreciate Dak Shepard and Monica Padman's way of interviewing. Mm -hmm. I think it's lighthearted, but also allows for the person that's being interviewed to, like, dig into their stuff. Oh, yeah. So I have, like, I I have more good days than bad days (laughs) with this podcast. So this was a very good day. Um, they interviewed Adam Grant, PhD. Very who, interesting. Super interesting. So they do kind of a the kind of the way that we do our women inspiring team QS. They do ooh, sorry, they do experts on experts, experts mm-hmm. on expert, where they have like an actual expert in a field come and talk to them. Those are usually my favorite ones. Yes, because there's like I really love a celeb moment, as you know. I enjoy that wholeheartedly but hearing from an expert not only that like I might respect or someone I didn't know about before to dig into a subject like with the one with Brené Brown like was magic yes um so Adam Grant is a tenured professor at the Wharton School he wrote Give and Take he wrote Originals How Nonconformists Move Through the World um, along with he co-authored Option B with Sheryl Sandberg after Mm -hmm. her husband unexpectedly passed away and it was about resilience and all these things so he's an organizational psychologist which is like the coolest job. Super cool. And so he was on the podcast. For nerds. I, I could. Mean. No, listen. 
if I like, could go back fangirling over here <laughs> if I could go back and do everything over and I knew that this was a thing I feel like this is what I'd want to actually study is yeah. like organizational development organizational psychology behavior science exactly the social science to the nth degree yep. and because he so there are so many so many amazing things that he talked about on this podcast and I could probably make a whole episode about this which maybe we should but one so one thing that he talked about which I thought was really interesting was when he was figuring out what he wanted to do with his life he was saying like I don't have a job that I want to do but I want to figure out why people like their jobs and that's how he got to organizational psychologists which was super cool Another big takeaway was the notion of creating a personal user manual for your employer or your boss when you start a job, (gasps) or even just like when you're revamping at the job that you're at. So I was like, wow. I like had a moment. I was in the car listening to this, and I had a moment of like real, like I'm getting teary-eyed just like thinking about this, because can you imagine handing that to someone and being like, this is how I work best? And I don't think it's presumptuous. I think it's really, really helpful. You know what's interesting? When you talk about that, it's like this thing that like reshapes the way that we think about the manager to managey relationship. Sure. Where it's like, you're not just walking into a working experience and having someone say to you, here are your tasks, go do your work. Exactly. It's like, this is a relationship first. Exactly. And it's like, can, did your heart just like burst into a million pieces? I love this so much. Because you're getting teary-eyed too. I see it all over your face. It's just like, <laughs> this, this is <laughs> the most emotional that I've seen Sid get in an episode ever. I just want everyone to know. It's just, because you're right. It completely restructures the way that you have yes. a relationship with the person that is overseeing you because you have a voice now in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And how amazing is that so the things to include in your user manual are here's how to get the best out of me here's how to get the worst out of me these are the things that i need and these are the things i contribute i'm immediately downloading this episode i'm so excited it was so good so not only did we get like his background and that was wonderful and like to think about his family and and all of these things but also to just hear nuggets like this Mm -hmm. and be like oh my gosh why firstly why is this not a thing that's widely known. And secondly, how do we do this? Why can't we do this? There's no reason why we can't do this. And so I just think that it allows the person to know themselves well enough to share those things. And it gives the manager or the supervisor or the team members the benefit of better understanding their new teammate. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I don't think so either. And I think that like the way it may not necessarily be like the framing of it may be dependent on the type of work scenario that you're in because right. I think handing over like a, a big book that's like a here's a user manual and slapping it down on a that could be aggressive maybe like yeah shape it into like a, a conversation doc. starter <laughs> yes. around like maybe your growth doc or like however people structure it within your like performance reviews or your internal one-on-ones with your manager like how however you're tracking and t- communicating again these documents should always be shared documents that both people can contribute to absolutely but using that opportunity to say like hey understanding these are like my roles and responsibilities we're getting up to speed on what's needed here or like hey it's a new year i just want to regroup on you know my q1 goals exactly here's some things that i've been thinking about and you presenting it to your manager as a way to like have that conversation i think is 
spectacular. Stellar. Let's dig into this in a future app. I I'm think excited. we should. I really think we should. And to your point, I feel like it is this moment where you can like also manage up if appropriate. So like if your manager isn't necessarily like managing well, and we've been talking about this more and more in class actually in in the different classes that I've taken, managing up is much more of a thing that especially people in our age group are Mm -hmm. needing to do because they know what they need. Mm -hmm. And so they manage up in a way that is not, you know, walking all over someone or being disrespectful or anything like that is simply saying like, Here's how to here's how I'm gonna help you understand me better. Yeah. And I think this speaks so perfectly to that. Um, and it is, you know, if you're a manager listening to this or you oversee people, like I think this is a great team building exercise. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an opportunity not just get your to know your team better, but see if this is something they've even thought about. Like there are just so many uses for this, which we'll get into in another episode. But this was what for me was like a heart bursting, oh my gosh, light bulbs literally that fill a room went off and it was super exciting so i love it i'm like super in and has he written a book on that not on that but he does have a podcast called work life (gasps) that is in i think the third season is going to be released in february so there are two full seasons 10 episodes each season um that dig into like these questions like this like how how to get better at work how do we get better at work and so he digs into that with different case studies i know i'm shocked that you don't know about this podcast um and i had to read his book originals well i chose to read his book originals for a class and while I didn't finish it because I don't love a timeline (laughs) I did really enjoy the chunk I got through and plan to finish it now that the timeline no longer exists (laughs) but I think he's removed the pressure exactly like but he's a really fantastic writer and um I like following him a lot I, I like learning from him so this is just one nugget that um, I'm excited. So we'll link all of those things, his podcast, the books, um, and this podcast from our, our, or this episode from Armchair Experts specifically. We will link all of that in the show notes. Queenspeaking.com slash 102. Yes. So, uh, Bron, let's get into it. What are we talking about today? With the Golden Globes under our belt. Yes. Award season. Uh, it's it's time. just kicking off. I am so excited. Parties. Uh, it's time for another hot take on TV presented by Sid and Brian. Uh, so we're going to hit on some shows that are worth watching according to us. We're going to do like a little, a brief like recap of some of the nominees that we were rooting for. Yes. Because I think we have to. We have to. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Um, so the award show was on the 5th and here are our faves and what we're planning to binge post GG. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did like a t- TV nom. Obviously, with Golden Globes, it's interesting because it's like TV and movies. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a lot of ones that got nominated that I have I've actually not watched. Mm-hmm. One of them being Chernobyl, and I could not get into it how many episodes did you watch literally not even a full one okay so what was the reason you couldn't get into it it was so dark and sad exactly that is also why i only got through one episode of it but the folks i know who finished it my sister the monster that she is finished the entire series in one weekend (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, are you okay? How, how do you like come out of that? I have no idea. So I'm still checking on her. I'm like, hey, so that Chernobyl show that you watched a couple months ago, like, how are you feeling? <laughs> but like, be, that is why I couldn't finish it. And I've heard excellent things about it. Oh, but yeah. I really, I, I was not prepared for that kind of a, a heavy show at it's, the moment. So like, not only is it based in like true scenario yes so like to see that depicted on the screen is like so horrifying to like see it live and be like oh my god this happened to like real people well and that's i think what's so interesting because right we like watched all of game of thrones and like craved it every week and there were terrible things that happened yeah but they were like but it was all fake (laughs) so dire wolves and like (laughs) other stuff giants and (laughs) But there was like some Ice zombies, some some not great things that happened on that show. But, so many terrible things. But yet we pushed through, and so I feel like that's why the show is so important. Much like other shows and other movies that were unfortunately not nominated, like mm-hmm. when they see us, which did win uh, in 2019, but wasn't nominated for whatever reason, which is a shame for the Golden Globes. But it's like those really hard things to watch that are so important to watch because they inform the way that we move through the world now. And so I feel like Chernobyl was so difficult because you're sitting there being like, this is so incredibly hard to watch because I know it was so incredibly real. Mm -hmm. But that's why we need to make it make it a thing that we go back to. Yeah, I I'll I'll get through it. I just maybe need like a super happy counter. I need like a sunnier day. I don't need like a 4:30 p.m. sunset. I think that's. <laughs> I need like you know a summer day or something. It might be a summer TV. Yeah, it might be like when <laughs> Bring things it back. are lulled and I have more time. Like, yes. So yes, I I watched the first episode, but I'm I'm prepared to go back. Oh man, prepared. Excellent. Okay, so thinking of some of the other TV nominations, um, The Morning Show, mm-hmm. Fleabag, yep. Fosse Verdon. Oh, so good. Those are all on my winter watch list. Mm-hmm. And I realized that with some of the, like Fosse Verdon's been out for like so long. So I was actually surprised it was still nominated because it's only, it was, it was a short series. It was a short. Well, I feel like it was released like early. Wasn't it like the beginning of 2019? So like it still counts, right? What's the, so, okay. So what is the really late award show that happens like in the fall? There's a late one. I don't know. There's a late one. The Emmys? Yes. Yes. It was the Emmys. So the Emmys had Fosse Verdon. So when I saw this on the Golden Globes list, I was like, why are we still talking about Fosse? I mean, we should continue to talk about Fosse Verdon because it was excellent. But I was like, why are we still talking about this in award shows? Because I forget, like, the cycle is weird. I need Emmys to just be on board and get with the times and get with everybody else. Like, I need them to be in our same time zone. That would be a lot for all the actors. I don't care. That's what they're paid to do. But anyway, I know that you've probably watched all of these. No, I haven't. Actually, <gasps> I watched the first few episodes of Fleabag and then was left behind by my lovely uh, boyfriend. So that hurt, I'll be honest. But I heard it was excellent and I heard that she is excellent. So that's one. I've read interviews with uh, her, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and mm-hmm. she is funny and hilariously smart and just like she has it together and she's very honest, which I appreciate. The morning show, I heard very mixed reviews about, but I don't subscribe to Apple TV. So, oh. Yeah. It's a choice I made. 
Okay. So I'm just going to have to go without the morning show. But I don't, like, this feels weird that this was nominated because it's getting, like, not great reviews. I don't know. Dan's been into it. Huh. Hard to say. Interesting. I'll have to ask him for the scoop. I, like, walked in while he was watching it the other day, and something, like, intense was happening on the screen. And I was like, ah, no spoilers! Like, ran out of <laughs> the room. Did you run? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be interested to hear his take and yours uh, because I honestly just have not felt compelled to sign up because I just haven't heard great things. Yeah. And I only have room for greatness in my life right now. Okay. 2020. <laughs> 2019, maybe. 2020, not so much. <laughs> but um, with Fosse Verdon, this show was so excellent. And like Michelle Williams, right? Michelle mm-hmm. Williams and Sam Rockwell who's like one of my new faves. Oh gosh, he is excellent. And and I try to be like not just handing out compliments all the time these days again 2020 new new year new me. <laughs> but he's so good in this show. And again, like we talked about with the Meryl episode, like I dove into them as characters. Like I believed them. Yeah. They had a great chemistry on the screen and you just learned. It was much like The Crown where I felt like I wanted to do Googling as I was watching the show to really figure out like what was happening throughout each episode. Like when they would tell a story, you're like, what happened there? Like I need expanded upon Ooh, narrative. those are my favorites. Okay. So that's, that's available with Fosse Verdon. Yes. It's very good. It's very, very good. Um, yeah, they're both so good. Um, and I cried. There was there were tears. There was, like, good feelings. There was, like, really bad feelings, like, all in the best way. So. Well, I'm excited about that. Highly recommend. Other ones on the list. Dead to Me on Netflix. Have you watched this? No. So good. So good. Tell the me about only it. problem I have with this, so Christina Applegate was nominated for Dead to Me. It's <gasps> yes. in but I'm upset with Golden Globes because Linda Cardellini <gasps> yeah. very much deserved a nomination. Like a supporting. Mm-hmm. James Marsden was also in this, and he was great. And I thought What a cast. Oh, yeah. So good. And twists. Like, fun, like, twisty twists. Like, the ones that make your stomach turn a little bit. But I was just so into it. I ran through that show. I, like, could not stop watching. Okay. I think I finished it in a weekend. It was so good. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I commit. (laughs) Is it coming back? Like, what's happening? I haven't heard anything about it coming back, which is so devastating. Because the ending... The ending wrapped up nicely. Mm. But also left, like, a cracked door moment that I could see, like, like, busting through. Exactly. Um, So I love the show. I highly recommend it. I think it's one of the ones that... So my issue with Netflix as a whole is that they serve you shows in movies that they think you'll be interested in. Right now I'm getting, like, probably a little bit of everything at this point. But, like... Oh, yeah. So once a show is, like, buried, I feel like unless you're actively looking for it, it doesn't come up. So Dead to Me was served to me, and then I was hearing about it, so I watched it. I feel like if I had not been served it, I might not have watched it. Well, that's the thing. I... With the, like, play, autoplay... Yes. uh, ...ads that they do for their new shows, that is what gets me interested in like mm-hmm. i'm like oh, like let keep me watching this or like move on but <clears throat> my thing when i saw the preview for it i was like this is airing on 
either it's going to be absolutely amazing or pure garbage. It's absolutely amazing. But my my question is on the SID scale. Okay. Is like, what is that in like in your world? Real scale. Real scale. It's a great show. Okay. Real scale. There's a reason Christina Applegate was nominated for it, and. Again, I, I, it's shocking to me that Linda Card, Card, Cardinelli, Cardellini, Cardellini <laughs> was not nominated because I actually would argue that they were matched at best or Linda inched over her. <gasps> I'll be honest. I was really impressed with that oh. whole performance. She was giving me like, like the things that you notice as you watch the show. I, I would also strongly suggest trying to watch it back to back to back because it's hard not to because there are cliffs that you want to like see the next step but when you start to pick up on some of the like behaviors and some of the like repetitious moments you're like oh 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 and like you're just hooked so on my scale I'd put it at like a strong 20 on a normal scale I'd put it at like an 8 or 9 because I think that people really enjoyed it yeah it lives at a 20 for me I loved it I rave about it all right. So that's dead to me. Um, I also, and this is going to get mixed reviews, on the normal scale politician for most people gets like a three. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I totally understand why. And so the politician, politician is on Netflix. It stars um, Ben Platt and like a handful of other great people. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow yep. plays his mother. Such an interesting dynamic. So it's interesting. I... I don't know about Gwyneth Paltrow as an actress anymore. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I just can't. I feel like she does the same thing all the time, and I'm tired of it. I like the world to tell me what to watch first. I'm, I'm like, you all, early adopt, dive in, do the watch in the first weekend, the first hour that it releases, and then report back to me. That's I appreciate that. And this was one of the ones where I was like, ah. And it was, I was actually surprised that this was nominated because. Ben Platt's amazing, though. He's wonderful. Remember that time that I listened to uh, Dear Evan Hansen, the musical, <laughs> in a whole evening and literally was like. Like real tears. <laughs> like sobbing Are you on crying the couch. right now? <laughs> oh, I'm crying because I'm laughing. It was so waving through a window. I still listen to pretty much every day. And I listened to two versions I listened to Pentatonix version of it. And Ben Platt's version of it. Because they're very different, but equally as awesome. (laughs) So that's my history with that song. (laughs) But So he's in this, which is like a draw. Yes. And then you see Gwyneth Paltrow and you're like, what? But she plays a really interesting role that I like kind of hate, but you can get behind because... So she plays his mother and their family is very interesting. And I think that if you're going to watch this show, you should know there are three major reasons to do so, in my opinion. One is the last episode. I think all the time I felt was wasted through the entire season was worth it for the last episode. Okay. Truly. Can you just watch the last episode? You can't. Oh. You have to watch the whole season. But it feels like, and I was I was listening to another podcast that was talking about this, and it's it's like they did a season, and the last episode was actually the first episode of the next season, is what it feels like. But it is necessary for you to be hooked into the next season. Because if this was the first episode TV of the next tactics. season, I probably wouldn't watch. 
So that was one reason that the show was worth it for me. The second is the episode where Ben Platt sings. Because if you're going to put him in something, you better have something for him to sing. Because he is he has a beautiful, angelic, crystal clear voice yep. that deserves to be heard by everyone. And this episode that he sang in, magic. <laughs> Pure magic. So Morning that's, songbirds. It's, oh, like, I was in real tears watching that episode. Oh, ben. The third reason, great cast overall. Great cast overall. And also fantastic wardrobe Mm. like really fun and the editing for the whole show is like very bright and psychedelic and like really ethereal and i appreciated that but the one the girl that plays his like campaign manager ben platt's campaign manager her outfits are like suit heaven like lady suit heaven they're super cool and honestly like the cast as a whole gosh what's her name she was in um uh that scary show that lady gaga was in that has a different something every time it's by the same guy the same guy ryan i'm gonna blank on everything i wish i was more prepared but ryan murphy ryan murphy created this show he created the scary show as well american horror story thank you the woman the older woman in american horror story she played like the nun you know who i'm talking about she was in every season of it. Yes. She plays the grandmother to one of the students in this show, in The Politician. And Jessica Lang. Thank you. Yes. That's a win. That is a huge win. So Jessica Lang is in this. Gwyneth Paltrow, Ben Platt, like everybody in it. The guy that plays the dad, also very good and very famous. Um, so the cast is just excellent. I just wish, I think it was just, some of the episodes were just really slow. And I was like, why are we here? What are we doing? So I I believe in this show. I'm looking forward to next season. And that's what I've got for it. I love it. Yeah. I feel like if you just want to waste some time on a Saturday, maybe this is the one for you. Yeah. And I kept going back because I was like, I just feel like I need to finish this. I just, because the, you know, Songbird and the the outfits were excellent. Like just, there were reasons to stick with it, but the last episode of the season made it really worth it above all else. I'm into it. So you let me know what you think if you get around to it. Got it. Got them. Situation of what we're getting into, what we're excited about. Um, and I think I could talk about TV forever. As you yeah. know, I do spend, I realize too that I don't watch TV every day, but when I choose to watch a show, it's like an eight hour commitment for me. Well, yeah. And I, because <laughs> like I'm thinking about this and I'm like, all of these things, I like accidentally spend my time like re watching things. Like for I, sure. I went, far too deep in the like holiday time going back and rewatching all of the Harry Potters. <gasps> so I feel like I need to remove myself. Yes, I highly recommend everyone do that. But I feel like I've missed like watching the Golden Globes. I was like, I don't I can't even like input on this because I haven't watched any of these. So now like I'm inspired after this conversation. I have a list of things that I want to watch. Yep. And I hope that you all do too yes. because I think this is like a short list of like nominations faves what we reacted to what we're into and also like now we know like the best of the best like the actual award winners that we can like go home with and be like start now and exactly. we have a whole winter ahead of us you're right and so we have a lot to we have a lot of work to do essentially <laughs> I'm ready for it I am too so I think that 
in the future, we'll be able to talk more about all of our TV loves and what we're into mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Because I feel like there are some like good ones that we should recommend that like like bring out of the vault. Yes. And ones that were totally snubbed by at least the Golden Globes that we love or personally that I love that we'll be able to get into more. And also we've got like a whole awards season yet to come so much ahead of us this is just like this is my time i don't love the winter i don't love a particular season i love award shows i'm all in so we have a lot of debriefing yet to come we have a lot of like going over the list yet to come um so stay tuned for more award show shows (laughs) we're ready for it coming up i hope you're ready for it we're doing this shall we break let's break 